A little while back, my wife Donna and I were watching a documentary, and I love documentaries. My wife enjoys them. She doesn't like them as much as I do. Uh, But this one specifically was fascinating to me. It's a series called America in Color. Maybe you've seen it, where they take black and white footage from decades gone by, and they digitally remaster it in color. And for the first time, you see this black and white footage that's never been shown in color, what it would look like if you were there in flesh and bone, seeing it in color. And they were specifically talking about or showing the footage from Elvis and his fans and the Beatles when they came over from the UK and their fans and just how nuts people were going, especially the girls. I mean, I don't know why, and the guys too, but especially the girls, throwing themselves on the cards, falling in the floor, passing out, just crying, losing their minds over Elvis Presley and, and the Beatles. And I know it was a big deal, and that was way before, way before my time, because I'm pretty young. But anyway, I just was sitting there watching this thing. I've never seen anything like this in my lifetime. Maybe the Jonas Brothers, maybe, if you think back, I mean, that was pretty crazy, but nothing like Elvis and the Beatles. And yeah, I'm a pastor, and you maybe think that I see everything through a super spiritual lens. Uh, I don't. But I was sitting there and watching this, and when I was doing this, a word did pop into my mind. The word worship. And I thought, is this what worship is? I mean, literally, they were throwing themselves and You're bowing down almost like it, just losing it, going crazy and nuts. Is this what worship is? I mean, I thought of the phrase, and we've said this over things before, you know. They worship the ground he walks on. Uh, He worships the ground she walks on. And so that was kind of the stuff that was going through my mind. Maybe I was thinking forward to this. I don't know. But today, we're talking about worship. And that's what we're going to talk about in the next few moments. Because we we use this word a lot, especially in church circles. We talk about worship services and worship music, worship songs. We talk about having worshipful moments. The truth is, whatever worship is, it certainly is very crucial, even central to faith. Specifically, it is crucial and central to what it means to live by faith. And as we wrap up this three-week series called Faith Is, I want us to come back to the definition that over the last two weeks we've been working with, and we'll see where worship comes in. So faith is trusting, living, week one, week two, and now today, worshiping specifically God when I can't see it, feel it, or know what's next. It is trusting God, living out my trust in God, and then worshiping God When I can't see it and understand it, and often there's so much we don't see and we don't understand. When I can't feel it, when you can't feel it, when the feeling is just not there, I don't feel close to God, I don't feel like God's really doing anything big in my life, and we've all been there, and boy, are we not living in times where we certainly don't know what's next? Yeah, when you find yourself in that place, faith, this is what faith looks like. It's when you're trusting God, you're living out your trust in God, and you're even worshiping God, whatever that is, and we're going to define it in just a minute, worshiping when I don't feel it, see it, I don't know what's coming next. Now, when you talk about worship in that lens, we are all drawn to worship as human beings. It's just automatic. We all either worship something or someone. And whatever it is we worship, or whoever it is we worship, 
defines and determines how we see life, how we process life, and ultimately how we live life. Worship is that big of a deal. So let's, let's dive in just a little bit deeper and talk about worship. Let me give you a definition of worship. If worship is a part of what it means to live by faith, when I can't see it, feel it, don't know what's coming next, then what is specifically worship? Worship is who or what I go to most and ultimately in the good times, the bad times, and the unknown times. Worship. And who, it, who I worship or what I worship is whatever or whoever I go to most and ultimately in the good, the bad, and the unknown. Now, some of you are probably thinking, don't you mean the good, the bad, and the ugly? No, no, no. <laughs> I know, I know. I mean the good, the bad, and the unknown. When times are good, when times are bad, and when I don't know how to describe what it is I'm feeling. Worship is whatever I worship or whoever I worship is where I go to most and ultimately in times like that. In other words, it is who or what I appeal to. Who or what I refer to most and ultimately. Who or what I defer to most and ultimately. Who or what has my focus? Who or what I find myself consulting most often and ultimately and finally? Whatever has or whoever has my greatest attention. You and I need to be aware. We need to be really honest about who or what it is we go to most and we go to ultimately because that is who or what we worship. Now, historically and, and even presently, People worship a lot of things. Yeah. Think about it. People worship statues. We call them idols. People worship animals. Maybe hard for you to believe, but people do. People worship nature. According to this definition, people even worship other people. Christians According to this definition, worship a lot of different things other than God, the one whom we are supposed to worship, and go to most and often and ultimately. Yeah. If you think about it, even people who say they worship God, honestly, if you look, look at their lives and notice who or what it is they go to most and ultimately, you would have to conclude that a lot of Christians, and maybe even you, you could say, even though you don't like to use these words, but honestly, you could say they worship themselves. Because in the good, the bad, and the unknown times, where they go most and they go ultimately is inside. That's, that's a prevalent way of thinking. It kind of always has been that way, but man... Do we hear, hey, just, just go with your heart. Just go with your heart. Pay attention to what's going on the inside of you and just go, just, just lean into that. Be true. Be true to you and you live your truth and pay attention to what's going on inside your heart and just live that out. Whatever it is, you just follow your heart wherever it guides you. Be careful with that. The scriptures warn us about that kind of living and thinking. But that's what a lot of people, ultimately, even Christians... You would say they go to themselves most. 
They go to themselves, ultimately, and that's how they live. Well, according to that definition, we'd say they worship themselves. According to that definition, a lot of people worship other people. No, 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 not bowing down, because a lot of people think worship is only about bowing down. And we wouldn't bow down maybe to ourselves or bow down to someone else. And a lot of people, when they think worship, they just think religious ritual that you, like, when you sing or you pray or you go to church. Now, see, worship is much more layered than that. Worship is deeper than that. Worship goes beyond that. Worship really is who or what you go to most and ultimately. And a lot of people go to other people in that light. A lot of people, even Christians, treat culture that way. They appeal to culture. Most and ultimately. Or they appeal to their career, their job. Everything is run through the filter of how is this going to affect my career or my job. And man, do we go to money. Do We as human beings, we appeal to how is this going to affect me financially? And what does this mean financially for me? And how can I, how is this going to affect my money? Most and ultimately. In fact, Jesus warned us about that. When Jesus was teaching one day, he made the statement. He said, no man... No one can serve two masters. And, and the examples, the extremes he gave, when he gave an example, he said nobody can serve God and money. He didn't say God and the devil, God and Satan. He said nobody can serve God and money. Why did he choose money? Because he knows that ultimately money is going to be what most people are tempted to go to most and ultimately in, instead of God himself. Again, we may not want to call it worship, how we look to ourselves or other people or culture or jobs or money, but ultimately and most, that's who and what we appeal to. We, we got to get our thinking right on this because worship is such a huge part of the life of faith and living by faith. So what does it look like? For God to be the one that we go to most and ultimately, in good times, in bad times, and then in times where we're not quite sure if it's good or bad, we don't know what's going to happen next. We're just kind of drawing a blank, and maybe that's how your life is described right now. Well, let me show you an example of what it looks like. There are many examples in the scriptures we could go to, but one of the ones that I think is the clearest is if you follow the, the life of King David. King David actually was called in the scriptures to be a man after God's own heart. So he had, a, he had a close relationship with God. Not a perfect relationship. I mean, he definitely screwed up and messed up a lot. and Did a lot of things that God would not want any of us to do, not even him to do, and especially. I mean, you look at King David and you go, we're not looking at a guy that has it all together, but we are looking at a guy that, to the best of his ability, pursued a life of worship to God. In the good, in the bad, in the unknown. Let me just give you quick examples. There was this day in the life of King David towards the end of his life where he was preparing to build a temple for Israel. A temple that his son, King Solomon, who would succeed him as king, would lead in and direct the people and the nation through this temple. And they would worship God together in this temple. Well, what he did is he called all the people together to bring gold and to bring wood and to bring precious stones and valuables. They brought all their stuff together 
for the building of the temple. And at the moment that they got all their stuff together, in this great moment, when the times were so good in a moment like this, what did David do automatically? He was compelled to worship. It's who he went to most and ultimately when times were good like this. Watch this prayer. This is just a snippet of the prayer David prayed in front of the people. Then David praised the Lord in the presence of the whole assembly. Oh Lord, the God of our ancestor Israel, may you be praised forever and ever. Yours, O oh Lord, is the greatness, the power, the glory, the victory, and the majesty. Everything in the heavens and on earth is yours, O oh Lord, and this is your kingdom. We adore you as the one who is over all things. Oh, our God, we thank you and we praise your glorious name. You see what I mean? I mean, in this moment, this great moment, David was just compelled to go to God most first ultimately in this moment and he directed the people's attention in worship to God now we also have examples of what David did when things went wrong in his life even even when he was at fault for a lot of the things that went wrong in his life specifically there was this one moment where David's infant child was at the point of death and and David Sensing this, seeing what was coming, was praying and fasting and asking God to save his infant child's life. And his child died anyway. What did David do upon hearing about the death of his child? I mean, what was the first thing that the scripture said David did in this time that was so bad? It could not have been more bad than that moment that we just read was good. Like one of the best moments of his life. This was one of the worst moments of his life. And what did he do? Then David got up from the ground, washed himself, put on lotions, and changed his clothes. And he went into the tabernacle and worshipped the Lord. See, it's what, what David was compelled to do most and ultimately in this time that was the epitome of bad of wrong in his life, of painful, of sorrowful. Just gets you thinking, right? Who you go to most and ultimately. When things are good, when things are bad. And we have an example of what David did when he was wrestling with the unknown in the Psalms. And boy, don't we live in unknown times where we're not quite sure where this thing is going. In the Psalms, David writes this. But I am trusting you, O Lord. And this is what I'm saying, Lord. I say you are my God. My future is in your hands. Whatever the future is, whatever the future holds, whatever the future brings, it's unknown. I don't know it. But whatever it is, it is in your hands. Yeah, you see, that's what worship is. Worship is who or what I go to, what or who you go to most and ultimately. When things are going good, when things are going bad, or when things are just unknown and we just don't know what's going to happen next. What does it look like to worship God like that? To go to God most? To go to God ultimately? Because that is the essence of what it is to live by faith. Trusting 
living and worshiping. When I can't see it, and that's when it's hard. And I can't feel it, that's when it's difficult. And when I don't know what's coming next, that's when it's so challenging. What does it look like to worship God that goes way beyond attending church or praying or just singing? And all of that's a part of it. All of that has its place. I, I, I would say, just to give you some examples, worshiping God like this brings us to a point of reverence and awe at all times. We are just at at all times aware of just how holy and awesome and mighty and powerful God is, and we are in awe, in reverence of him. Yeah, worship looks like that. Worship is being aware of his presence at all times. God is always present. God is not just present when you feel he's present. He is present when you don't feel he's present. He is ever present. Worship is when we are grateful for the great things that God has done. That's a part of worship, being thankful. Worship is also when we are spending time in prayer, sharing with God what is on our heart, not because he doesn't know, but because he wants us to communicate with him so that he can communicate with us as well. That's a part of worship. A life of worship is about decisions we make, choices we make, that are in obedience to what Jesus commanded us and asked us to do. Yeah, worship is about the things we decide to do. Worship is serving do you know when you serve others, that's a part of worship? Do you know that when you give, that's a part of worship? Yeah, when you give financially and honor God financially, that's a part of worship. Did you know that loving other people is a part of worship? Yeah, by Jesus' own description. When we love each other, we are doing something also to him. It is our love to him when we love each other. It is a part of our worship to him when we treat each other the way he asked us to. Essentially, a life of worship is about how you live your life. Ultimately, worship is not about a place. It's not about a building. It's not about a certain day or a certain time. Worship is a daily thing. It is a moment-by-moment -moment thing which makes it possible for you and me in this COVID-19 pandemic where we are meeting online and we're not able to gather in person like we would want to, that's what makes it possible for you and I to still be worshiping God in this way. This is not what it's all about. This is just a key part of it, that we gather online this way. That's possible because worship is not about a specific building, a specific place, a specific day, or a specific time. Worship could not be more portable. It is as portable as the worshiper doing the worshiping. And then in moments when we come together and we can 
meet and gather as a church, as brothers and sisters, as sons and daughters and family of God. And as we gather and sing and gather and pray, it adds so much more meaning to those times. Why? Because we live a life of worship. Going to God most and ultimately on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sundays. It's a way we live our lives. We must be more and more aware than ever before of who and what we go to most and ultimately. And may we choose God most and ultimately. In good times, and, and isn't it much easier to worship God when things are good? Yeah. I hope you're experiencing a good time right now. My, my hunch is that a lot of you are experiencing a bad time, difficult time. Who do you go to most and ultimately? Do you just turn to yourself? Do you turn to others? Do you turn to money? Do you turn to your job? Do you turn to culture? Do you turn to social media? Who, who or what do you turn to? Well, that's going to let you know who you really worship, what you really worship. Choose God when it's good, when it's bad, and man, we know the unknown. Or actually, we don't know the unknown. We just know that we don't know the unknown, and we're looking at unknown times right now. No one could have seen this coming. At least not of none of us humans. And who do we run to most? Who do we run to ultimately? May we run to our Heavenly Father. And it's so challenging. It is so challenging when you can't see it, feel it, and know what's coming next. But that's what faith is. So it brings us back to our definition again. Faith is trusting God. And then living out that trust, what I say I believe about God, and then worshiping, running to him most and ultimately when we can't see it, feel it, or know what's coming next. That is what it means to live by faith. That is what faith is. Let's pray. Our Father, thank you. For being a God worth worshiping. That you are not limited. You are not weak in any way. You are not incapable of anything. You are all powerful, all knowing, all seeing, all understanding, all present God of heaven and earth. May we worship you. Run to you most. Run to you and come to you ultimately. When things are good and it's easy. When things are bad and it's challenging. When things are unknown and it's just so hard. May we come to you. When we can't see it, feel it, or know what's coming next. And may we grow in our faith as we do that. Trusting, living it out. And worshiping, not just on a certain day, not just in a building, not just at a certain time and at a certain place, but everywhere we go, every day we live, any place we are, worship is as portable as the worshipers. And that's us doing the worshiping. So may we constantly, continuously, run to you most and ultimately and help us live this life of faith, trusting, living, and worshiping. We worship you in Jesus' name.
Amen.